Welcome to the Reform Journal Podcast, the Poetry Edition, where we engage with the world of contemporary poetry from a generously reformed perspective. Find us at reformjournal.com. This is the Poetry Edition of the Reform Journal Podcast. We come to you regularly to listen to a poet read a poem and talk about where the poem came from. I'm Rose Postma, and today our guest is K.G. Monroe. Kristen is an author and poet and has been widely published. Today we are talking with her about her poem, In Blind Faith. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Great. Well, let's kick off by hearing this poem. All right. So my poem is called In Blind Faith. Jumping from a great height, planting a damaged flower, hoping that it will grow. Getting down on one knee to ask for marriage. These things take courage. From saving a kitten in a tree to jumping into water to save someone. Or even just buying a coffee for the homeless. Being a kind person takes compassion. Trusting that the bad things happen for a good reason. Or that the opportunity you lost was for the best. Hoping that there is a better relationship out there through every event in life. To survive takes having blind faith in the good of all things, trusting that what's meant to be will pass you by. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for reading that. So talk to us about this poem. Um, what's the inspiration? Where did it come from? Well, the inspiration from it was from my own personal experiences of questioning, you know, why I'm here and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And just a multitude of dilemmas that I've faced in my own life. And it really came from this whole thing of questioning, but accepting the answers out of your hands. And you just have to trust that all these bad things, all these good things that happen to us, it's because it's for a betterment and not to just happen, you know? Sure. So it was really about that. And it was about reconnecting with my faith a bit more and putting my heart on paper. Yeah, no, and I think that comes through. So talk to me about your your process. You kind of come up with this idea. And then what does it look like from there? What is your process like? Does it come all at once? Are you scrapping some of the ideas? Yeah, tell me about how that goes from idea to what we have on the page. So I have the initial spark of inspiration, the idea. And then what I'll do is I'll think about what I'm feeling, my thoughts on it, what I want it to look like, what I want to say, how I want to say it. And then I'll write it out and I'll change a couple of things here and there. I feel like there's something else that could fit better. Um, or if I feel like it's not conveying the message properly, then I'll do that. But generally speaking, it's like one sitting, I'm writing it all out. I look at it, I'm like, okay, this needs to go here. This needs to be changed. This image needs to be clear. Mm. So that's how I do my process. But I generally tend to get it done in one sitting. I don't like to stretch it over days. Sure. Well, you, you are more fast than me. I, I, it takes me a long time. Um, but one thing I'm also really interested in is, and this is for me kind of personally, is how we structure a poem, how we divide it up on the page, like l- number of lines per stanza. Um, and this poem has four, li- four stanzas with four lines. 
How do you come to that decision of just how you're going to break it up? What leads you to kind of deciding on that, that math? Well, I decide like, okay, what would be the most appropriate line length? Mm. What would be the most appropriate number of sentences for what I'm trying to say? And also because four is a significant number in the Bible, I feel like, well, uh. having four sentences and four lines, it ties in that symbolism from the Bible without it being too, you know, obvious. So that's how I kind of come up with the lines and come up with the stanzas is I look at what can the symbolic meaning of the number be for the poem. And so it's like a little Easter egg. Yeah. And that's why I love having these conversations is being able to discover those things that you sense is happening in the poem or that a poet has made a conscious decision of. And so, yeah, getting to hear that conversation with the poet is one of my, my favorite things. Um, you've got a couple of examples or images in this poem, um, and I'm just going to go out kind of on a limb here. What is your favorite one there? What, what one of those images or examples um, was your favorite one to include? I know maybe that's asking like picking a favorite child. I think for me, it would be planting a damaged flower was my favorite because yeah. I love nature. And I love how symbolic nature can be because it can represent so many emotions, so many things. And I also feel like people, in a way, we are all damaged flowers to a certain degree. And all it takes is some fresh soil and some sunlight and some love and some care. And we can grow and be stronger and be better and not stay damaged. And so that's why I love using imagery like that, because it conveys a powerful message, but it does it subtly. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I appreciated that one. I think my favorite line, um, and the more I sit with it, I think it's so obvious, but yet it works in that way that stating the obvious and it still hits us is that line about being a kind person takes compassion. And I know I should know that, but I think that's one of the power of poetry is it hit me sort of afresh um, and new of what being kind is an act and there's something I need to do for it. It's not just a state, it's an action. Um, so that was one of my favorite parts of this poem. I think that just hit me really hard, I guess. You know, I'm happy to hear that, you know, because kindness and compassion, I think a lot of people get them mixed up. Yeah. And they are two separate things. You know, you have to have compassion in order to be kind. You know, without compassion and humility, you can't be kind because you can't relate to that person's problem. So you won't have the urge to help them. Yeah, that's that's great. And that shines through here. I'm hoping you can read this poem for us a second time um, and we'll listen again with fresh ears. Of course. In blind faith, jumping from a great height, planting a damaged flower, hoping that it will grow. Getting down on one knee to ask for marriage. These things take courage. From saving a kitten in a tree to jumping into water to save someone. Or even just buying a coffee for the homeless. Being a kind person takes compassion. Trusting that bad things happen for a good reason or that the opportunity you lost was for the best. Hoping that there is a better relationship out there through every event in life. To survive takes having blind faith in the good of all things. Trusting that's what is meant to be won't pass you by. Thank you. Thank you for reading and talking with us today. 
Oh, I appreciate being on here and thank you for having me and being such a kind human being. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. You can read KG's poem, In Blind Faith, at reformjournal.com. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Reform Journal podcast, the poetry edition. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And until the next time, explore all the great poetry on the Reform Journal website.